the most precious commodity is time. It's not money. It's not stature. It's not fame. It's not any of those things. It's time, y'all. Time to make more memories. Time to say you're sorry. Time to get it right. It is time. Just so many stories to tell you. <laughs> Where do I start? I'm just going to start with the one um, tonight that just happened. Well, one, I just left Standing Rock and this beautiful Indian artist made these for me. And then I attended a basketball camp that somebody that I met on the internet, Lakota Beatty, um, who's amazing, a former D1 basketball player who lost her sister to suicide. She put on this basketball camp. She and her mother invited me to Standing Rock Reservation. And so I got this beautiful shirt today that means warrior. This word means warrior basketball. So I'm all, my, my cup is just full, full, full. And um, if you follow me for a while, you know that my mom is in heaven. And she worked for the Office of Indian Affairs, Native American. We have Native American in our blood. And um, I just felt her all weekend. Okay. So to the story. Today, I'm traveling. We get um, delayed in Bismarck. And I've just learned, like, with as it goes with traveling, like, just just don't get bent out of shape. Just go with it. Just just go with it. Don't get bent out of shape. Don't yell at people. You know, you're just as inconvenienced as the next person. But for whatever reason, you weren't supposed to be on that that plane. You weren't supposed to be in the air at that time. Maybe the landing gear wasn't going to come out. You don't know, Right. So we get delayed by a couple hours, met a lot of, met a, <laughs> crazy, this part of the story too, sit next to these two girls um, that are married um, next to me, and then we get off and we sit next to each other at the restaurant. And while I was in um, South Dakota, um, I was with Lakota Beatty's mom, Mickey, and we ran by Michael's and I, I saw these beautiful journals and they were on sale and I thought, which we're going to make some of my own soon. But I thought, wouldn't it be nice to, like, have these in my bag and just give these out? Like, just bless people with them. This one says, enjoy the now. This one says, queen bee. And they're just small little journals. And then the other one that I had said, um, you deserve good things. So, anyway, so I get off the plane. I see these girls in the restaurant. Um, we get back on the plane. And I'm reading. I'm reading this awesome book that I'm freaking in love with that I've been telling everybody about, which I'll grab in a minute. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm a little delirious. And my bracelets are on my arm that say mental health. And she leans over the aisle at me, this girl. And she says, I love your bracelet. And I said, well, hold on a minute. And I pulled one off. And I said, does that fit? And she said, yes. And I said, hold on one more minute. And um, or I told her, I said, she said, what do you do? And I said, because we had been kind of conversing throughout the day. The afternoon while our flight got um, delayed. And I said, I'm a speaker. I speak on a lot of things, but also mental health. She's like, oh. I said, hold on one more minute. So I pulled in my bag and I pulled these three things out. And I said, I don't know. I just bought these just to like bless somebody. I said, so pick one. And she picked, you deserve good things. And I said, one um, expectation if you take it. I said, write down your story. Write down your happiness. And she started to tear up. She grabbed my hand. I grabbed hers. And it was just this moment in time, right? And so that was that. So I'm getting off the airplane. And that was that. So I get off. And I'm good. I'm heading to my hotel. And um, and everything's everything's okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm, I'm late. That's okay. But I have a, a buffer day tomorrow before I speak to rest. And... 
I get my stuff, I call my Uber, and I go stand outside for a while. And I'm like, where's this Uber? You know, whatever. And so finally, he, the Uber calls me and he's like, um, you're not in the right place. I'm like, I'm not in the right place. I'm like, he's like, yeah, go back inside, ask. And y'all, I travel all the time. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm not scared because I'm very vigilant because I've been the victim of violent crime, but I'm not, um, I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm independent, right? Like I can find my way, can ask people things, whatever. But I go inside and there's no signs for Uber, like none. And you would think it's pretty late, but like there's nobody at the help desk. There's nobody. And I ask a guy, I said, where is zone A? And this is before I'd gone outside. And he's like, it's right outside. And so I go upstairs, I go up, I go down, I go to like three or four floors. And this Uber guy is calling me and I just hit a wall. And I don't know if you've ever hit a wall, Natasha, Tanya, where I was happy, I was fine. This is the fourth stop before I go home on Wednesday night, but I was fine and everything was fine. But I just got so frustrated and I couldn't find anybody for help. And the Uber guy called and I just said, I, I can't get there. I'm holding you up. I don't know where I am. And and I started to cry. Like I broke I broke a little bit and I started crying. He said, hey, he said, hey, 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 hey. He said, try this floor, try this floor. He said, but I'm going to wait on you. He said, do not worry about it. I'm going to wait on you. So I tried one more floor, went across the skyway, still didn't see any signs for the Uber. And I saw a girl get out of the, um, out of the elevator. And I said, I said, ma'am, I said, um, she seemed to be around my age. And I said, do you know where the Uber is? She goes, okay, get in there. Hey, Sonia. I said, she said, get in that elevator and go down to two and it'll be right there. And I said, oh my gosh, thank you, y'all. And right then I knew that that woman had been placed in my path um, for the kindness. I, I believe you get you get back what you put out in the world. And I knew that she had been placed in my path to help me because there was nobody else around. There were no signs. And y'all, I know MSP airport, like they're great at everything, but they need some more signs for like where Uber is. Like they need some definite signs, right? So anyway, so I get down there and I see my Uber driver and you know, he immediately gives me this just warm smile and I told him, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been traveling. I travel a lot. I'm like, but I, there was nobody to help me and I couldn't find you. And I was really, really frustrated. And, um, and I hit a wall and, you know, I said, thank you so much for waiting on me. So he picks up my humongous bag, the big purple one, Sonia. <laughs> he picks up my humongous bag and, and, um, and puts it in the, and puts it in the, 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 um, the trunk or whatever. And I get in the car. And we start talking. We talked for a minute and then it got quiet. And, you know, just basically I said, thank you so much for waiting on me. Thank you for being kind. And he, you know, we supposed to, I don't believe there's any coincidences. I said, I think that you're meant to get me in your car. And, and he just kept mentioning God and, you know, this, that, whatever. And he had an accent. And I asked him where he was from. And he said, Sudan. And so we talked for a minute or more, about a 26 minute ride. And it got quiet. And here's where, what I teach on. I don't know. I do know. Just got a lot of people, y'all. I've been on the road. Happy tears, grateful tears. I've had a lot of good things happen to me. A lot of overwhelming. Just emotions and things the past couple of weeks and the work that I do. But here's where it went this way, in a good way. I sat for a minute. 
And as I often do, I said, um, happy tears, as my grandmother would say. But I said, well, what do you do besides besides driving Uber? Like, what what's your dreams? And he said, I'm a professor. And I said, oh, he said, I'm just driving Uber this summer and, and while my family's gone. And he's he is. Hey, Brandon. He is a professor of um, business administration and projects, and he's been a professor for 20 years. He's from Sudan. He has been here for almost 30 years. Um, he travels the world and teaches. And um, he has a family. He has a 15-year-old girl and a four-year-old son, which he calls um, Sit the Scientist. This is all the things I figured out. But what we figured out in that last 10 minutes of our car ride was that he was definitely sent for me. His kindness. And I mentioned that I was writing a book. And uh, he wanted to know about the book. And I told him about that it was about joy and um, it was coming out next year. And he said, I would like to get that book. And he said, I'd like to take it to Sudan. I'd like to take it to Africa. The story gets even better, y'all. I'm like, wow. I said, well, I've been to Africa. I've been to Kenya. I've been to Tanzania. And then we started talking about places that were steeped in poverty. And how do you teach? How would my message change if I was teaching to a place that had wicked poverty, just a, you know, ton of, a ton of poverty. And I asked him how his message changes when he's a professor in places that have crazy poverty. And then we start talking about governments and what do you do and how do you teach and all this. It was just really profound, right? Like really profound. Then I showed him this book that I'm reading that I am like in love with. The Love Songs of W.E.B. Du Bois, and it is fantastic. So I showed him that. He gets me to the hotel. He takes a picture of the book. I give him my card because I said, I want to hold you to this. When this book comes out, I want to get you a copy, and I want you to take it to Sudan because he said, my people in Sudan need joy. They need hope. And I just was like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> And uh, so anyway, we pull in, he gets out, he helps me with my bags, he helps me get them in. One of my wheels are broken, the airline that I was with before this airline broke my bag. I'm just trying to limp at home because I'm going home on Wednesday night after I speak. And we're saying goodbye to each other. And I said, please do. Hey, Dave. I said, you got to go back to the beginning of this, Dave. It's so good. I said, please do send me an email. Please send me an email. I really would like to get you a copy of the book next year. And I really would like you to take it to Sudan. That would like touch me to no end. And uh, we're standing there in front of each other. And I said, may I hug you? And he said, you may. And y'all hugged this gentleman. And we like held on so tight to each other. Perfect strangers. 30 minutes beforehand. And we talked about in the car, we talked about humanity and um, how, whether you're a teacher, a mentor, a speaker, a professor, 
it's really about connection and helping the light bulb go off in other people's minds, hearts, and souls. And that's why we're here. And we talked about the most precious gift, the most precious commodity is time. It's not money. It's not stature. It's not fame. It's not any of those things. It's time, y'all. Time to make more memories. Time to say you're sorry. Time to get it right. It is time. And so we were having this deep and profound conversation. I asked him, you know, some people with COVID and everything, I totally get if he just said, hey, I would like to give you an elbow bump or a fist bump or whatever. But he said, no, he said, you can hug me. And we just held on tight. And um, I said, thank you again. Thank you again for being so kind to me, for coming to my rescue. And um, and he said, no, thank you for pouring into me. And so, y'all, I wanted to share this tonight before I got away from this feeling and this story, because here's what I know happens, and I'm exhausted. What happens to us is, and I wrote about it in my book, what happens to us is we get some distance away from a miracle. We get some distance away from um, something that brought us joy, and we think we'll remember it. Donald Miller talks about it in A Million Miles in a Thousand Years, and Bob Goff talks about it. We think we'll remember our life, but we don't. We think we'll remember our miracles. If I didn't write this in my journal, which I'm going to, or if I didn't um, talk about this tonight. Like I wouldn't, I'd get away from it. I'd get some distance away from it, from days away from it. And, I, and I'd forget it, right? I forget that the nice gentleman in the Uber that really rescued me, that could have left me, that could have been mean because there was a guy the last time I was here um, that was just the opposite. And there's, I'm at, I'm at a, re, I'm at a hotel. I'm at a hotel in Minneapolis. And the last time I was here, I was having dinner just down the street a little bit. Well, y'all been the victim of violent crime before multiple times. Okay. Um, had my house broken into my car broken into, but I myself have been the victim of violent crime and put people in jail. Um, and this was when I was in my twenties. And so I'm very vigilant about where I go, looking under cars, what I do. I'm very, very looking over my shoulder, all those things. And so I called an Uber when I was here, um, last time and it wasn't that far. It was just to take me down the street, but because I was scared to walk alone and it was dark. And I was scared. And the Uber driver said, Did, are you kidding me? You just called me for that? Like, you could have walked that. I said, sir, I am a woman. And it is dark. And it is a big city. And there is nobody on the street. And I just thought, you know, if this guy hadn't have been so rude to me, I should have tipped him anyway. But if that guy a year ago hadn't have been so rude to me, he would have gotten a big tip. You know, protect, respect, cherish women. So this guy tonight could have been like that. He could have easily been like, you know, like, I can't wait on you. Where are you? I got another ride. You know, he could have easily been like that easily. But instead, he waited on me. He called to make sure where I was. He was encouraging and 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 soothing when I was crying and like about to lose my my cookies, you know, I was frustrated and I was I was um I just hit a wall. And then when we get in the car, he pours into me and tells me his story. But here's where I think it like turned into that. Y'all we gotta start being curious about each other again. COVID did something to us, not just um social distancing. COVID we got in these silos, man. I was talking to Sonia about this. I traveled with her a couple of weeks ago. We got in these silos. You know, we're just, you know, and, and the world is like also teaching us, do you take care of you? Only take care of your people. Don't touch me. Don't breathe on me. Don't, don't just, you know, just, just do you do. I'm going to do me. You stay over there in your lane. I'm going to stay over here in my lane. That's, 
I think it's the way the world's going by and large. There's a lot of people that are trying to change that, including me. Um, but I think COVID definitely enforced that. And so I would have missed out on the gift that was this dude, but I don't even know his name. Like I, it starts with an A. Like I will know his name when I go into the to the Uber app and tip him when he emails me because I, I said, please email me. I really want this to happen. So, um, and I really want to know you, you know, um, pray for you. And, um, but it would never would have happened if I wasn't curious, if I hadn't started up that second round of conversation where I said, what do you do besides drive an Uber? What's your dream? Sometimes all it takes y'all is just asking a question, a deep question of, of somebody and being curious about who they are as a human being. And um, I do believe that whether you call it karma, reaping what you sow, a boomerang, whatever you want to call it. For me, it's reaping what you sow. I believe handing that woman that um, journal, I think, you know, I don't know. I, I just know that goodness comes back around when you put it out in the world. And I do believe that happened for me tonight. I just wanted to share that with y'all tonight while it was um, fresh on my brain. So a couple of things here. One, um, go like buy something 99 cent store whatever like it would would it be crazy if you like bought something and like put it out in the world like put it in your bag be able to give people just something little um even if you don't go buy something go get a journal this is queen b go get a journal and like start writing your happy down start writing your stories down i'm gonna write about this encounter tonight that blessed my spirit i had been pouring out pouring out and going to standing rock meeting these people know i'm gonna be going back um Going to powwow, like these things, like pouring back into my spirit, man, has been just unreal. Um, and then also, go get this book, The Love Songs of W.E.B. Du Bois. It is the best book. I swear I'm going like, to start a book club or something about this. Like, I have time right now. <laughs> but it's so good. Um, it is so good. There's so much goodness in this dark world. So much goodness in this dark world. We can be goodness. And then we can be the recipients of goodness too, man. Anyway, I'm going to get a shower and uh, I'm going to go to bed because <laughs> I got one last stop, which is Minnesota football on Wednesday. And I've been there six times, seven times in the six years. I'm hosting mental health games with them, hosting another one. They are my family and they're amazing. Thank y'all for listening. Go be a blessing in somebody's life. I love y'all. Y'all are a blessing to me. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Have a good night.